Hello everybody, this is Becca. And this is Larissa. Becca has a lot of interesting, most times wrong, takes about pop culture and TV shows. Um, so we're just here to educate her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Larissa has a lot of less interesting, <laughs> also yeah, oftentimes wrong, wrong, but at least they're not boring. So. <laughs> your takes are a bit kind of boring. Um, I don't feel like they align with what pop culture should believe. But you probably the culture, <laughs> the beliefs <laughs> as a culture. Yeah, I think as a culture we believe wrong things. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I guess that's what we're here to kind of break down is. Yeah. What you should believe, what you shouldn't believe about um, yeah. TV shows, mostly media. Yeah. Characters, um, um, themes. Yeah, different things that happen in television. Representation. To uh, two lazy girls who like to watch a lot of TV trying to do something productive with it, I feel like, is what this really is. <laughs> That's actually is. really a good synopsis. <laughs> um, and our opinions are 100% right. Um, if you try to come at us for them, you're wrong. And you just shouldn't do that, I think. I think that's um, pretty clear. You'll be happy to know Becca brought notes, so. Yeah, I brought a lot of notes. This won't be all ad-lib. Uh, if it were, it would be a terrible podcast, I think. I'm going to panic and add <laughs> To this well, episode, yeah, we're talking about Friends and New Girls. I think two of the most new iconic... <laughs> sorry. Friends <laughs> and Girls who are new. <laughs> sorry, Friends and New Girl. I think two of the most like iconic sitcoms in the last... Yeah, like, like very much... I think they're both... A few like, decades, at least. Yeah, like very much the staple of the genre. Like, well... What we learned was like that it would be called the, sorry, the buddy so comedy. Funny. No, the buddy comedy genre. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Which is, I think, what we're here to talk about today. Like, we're here to talk about um, how they represented their generations, respectively. Yeah, and, and how, I think like how, like they both sort of took the buddy comedy genre, or like I've heard it referenced as like the hangout comedy uh, genre before, where it's you know, like, just pe friends hanging out, basically. Yeah. I think, like, how it sort of, like, has taken that genre and made it, like, its own and, like, changed it a little bit, influenced shows around it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it was popular for a reason, and that's because yeah. it reflected a lot of what um, viewers were going through at that time. Like, a lot of, like, that young adult, post-college, pre, like, marriage and parenthood phase. Yeah. Well, that's, like, pretty recent. When you think of like basically all of human like Neanderthals, <laughs> yeah. I will. I would and also the grand say scene of the five billion years like Friends is definitely like one of the like there were other sitcoms that were sort of hangout genre buddy comedy, but Friends is definitely one of the first ones and definitely one of the most popular ones that. Um, yeah, I think I think so. Like we talked a little bit about like Seinfeld and how that is a bit of a precursor for the genre. Yeah. shortly before it but like i guess you could say the same about like a lot of the sitcoms like frazier like cheers um having those is it cheers that the tagline's like a familiar face um cheers the theme song is where everybody knows your name oh my god that's like with the buddy genre. Oh yeah so it's it's sort of like a mix of the workplace hangout genre i think because I guess, yeah, they, they were working. all work at the bar, this bar that, like, oh, this, like, ex-baseball okay. player owns. But at the same time, a lot of it does feel like sort of antics that just, like, friends would get up to a lot. Like, yeah. And there's just this whole will-they-won't-they they of 
yes. Sam and Diane, which Very is definitely part a, of... Like, I would say the initial, like, one of the earliest, because that's, Cheers is 80s, 90s, I think. It's okay. one of the initial, like, will they, won't they, <laughs> lo- like, enemies to lovers sort of arcs okay. that I think definitely inspires, like, couples like Ross and Rachel and Nick and Jess. Okay, yeah. Like, I feel like, to me, though, that's, like, the staple will they, won't they. Like, if you ask your grandpa yeah. about a will they, won't they, they probably won't know what that means, but they know they Jack know and Diane are. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and Diane are cheers. Yeah. No, um, oh, so it's just and also color. like Sam and Diane were, in my opinion, a terrible couple. And maybe we're rambling a little bit too much about. We're talking about other shows, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we can like move on to New Girl. Okay, yeah, and this is another important, I think, part of the definition of a buddy comedy. You address the will they won't they. I think that's like a really strong yeah. characteristic of the buddy comedy. Um, I think also it's important to define that like it's very character oriented so all the plot is driven by character and like character relationships or like wacky kind of like situations that they're put into whereas other like hangout genre like the workplace uh genre or like the family sitcom genre those are like it's fueled by like the family or fueled by like the workplace so there's like outside forces that come in to start the plot whereas the like buddy hangout is usually fueled by I think the character's I think an important thing about the, like, hangout buddy comedy genre is, like, the characters are choosing to be together. They're not... Okay, yeah. It's not, like, mandatorily that they're there. Because yeah. with family, you have family obligations and, like... Which, like, makes that really harder to write for, I can imagine. No, yeah, definitely. you can't just force them into situations. Like, they have to have a reason for... Well, which I think is why a lot of the, like, hangout comedy ones, like, have characters live together. Okay. Because they yeah. they have to like be around each other all the time. Like, look, we spend a lot of time together, but I'm not gonna be there the moment something big happens for you, all the time. Like, yeah. So they definitely put characters together. I think with friends, they break it up a little bit because they live across the hall from each other. But like, Monica yeah. and Rachel have their apartment, and Joey and Chandler have their apartment, and then the others are just kind of always there for some reason. But with new girl, they're, they're all there for just, you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be there they'll, for they'll you. They'll be there for you. 24-7 in your apartment. Um, yeah, like... <laughs> they don't have keys. And then room. with, like, New Girl, like, four out of the five of the main characters just live in the apartment, and so that definitely... Well, I guess at some times. Yeah. At, at one point, I think five out of the five, either Coach or Cece, depending... I think six people lived in the apartment at one point when Reagan moved in, too. It was a whole, a whole thing. Yeah, they have rotation. They, yeah. But so they have, like, just one apartment there. But I think... Uh, yeah, a big state yeah. of it is, like... I imagine, like, the loft is, like, what the central perk is to... Yeah, the front is... But I think that's also important, too, is, like, one thing I think we're going to talk about is how, like, generation she they approach their period of life a bit differently, how, like, friends are a lot more kind of excited to be adults, and they're striving to be adults, and they're working for that, which is probably how they... They don't need to be in this, like, kind of dorm-like situation yeah like they don't need that to feel comfortable like they can make their own plans and come over and feel equally satisfied in their friendships whereas new girl it plays into the like millennial uh i don't want to grow up kind of thing like there were there were all those jokes when millennials were in their 20s early 30s being like oh millennials are so lazy they still live at home blah blah which i mean to be fair they were young adults and there's like finally a time where like 
you can be a young adult. But um, I think it definitely plays into like that. Yeah, like they don't want to grow up. Like they're more trying to stick to being they, uh, children, but like, yeah. They want to hold on to their youth a little bit more. Yeah. And I think with friends, it's like, it wasn't necessarily as much of a thing to be in yeah. that in between. I think they're or at least it wasn't always, talked about. They're always much. eager to be adults. Like, they're always looking for kind of serious relationships, and they're all most of them, anyways. But like, like Rachel yeah. starts off by like, she's leaving her marriage. Like, Ross yeah. is divorced with a child on the way. Monica, the whole show, just wants a partner and type of family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, Chandler is the only one who I think is trying to escape adulthood a little bit because he's afraid of commitment. But also, like, can't break up with his very serious girlfriend, Janice. So Yeah. Um, yeah, he never, like, really, like, fucks around. But, like, all the new girl characters fuck around. Yeah. Like, all of them. Maybe not Winston. Winston is, like, a Winston star. just, like, the only reason he didn't fuck around is because he doesn't know how to. She has no game. <laughs> it was, like, he very... Could. It was, like, very early on a dress that Winston has no game. And then, like... And, like, because, like, in the first or second season... They talk about how the only reason he got girls before was because he played basketball professionally. So you need... And now that he doesn't, and he's just like a... He was a full-time nanny, I think, at this point in time. Oh, Everyone was like... Yeah, well, I would say one thing about the structure of the shows is that... Uh, what was I going to say? Now I forgot. Oh, I was going to say that Friends uses the... Like, they're all in one place, and all the jokes are very much, like, verbal... And yeah. then, like, in New Girl, they do the whole, like, the knee-jerk humor kind of thing where they do, like, cutaways yeah. a lot of the time to, like, backgrounds. Like, basically all of Winston's past as a basketball player progressively gets less and less impressive. <laughs> like, when at one point there's an episode where they cut away to Winston who can't hold a basketball in his hand. Like, he just drops it. Or, like, the whole episode of uh, Jess trying to figure out if she should... Uh, take a new job is just cut away joke scenes of like them doing oh okay yeah yeah they're they're definitely wackier which i think we wrote somewhere that it's yeah yeah, like how friends is they take themselves a lot more seriously i think but the lives they live are a lot more fantastical yeah well like they live in like central new york yeah (laughs) and each of them has like very nice spacious apartments i would say they sort of explain away uh monica and rachel's by saying that monica inherited it from her grandma but like she still has to keep up with rent on that yeah um and like they don't really explain away like joey most of the time can barely afford to like order pizza as far as i can tell because he doesn't work yeah but like they never but like he pays his half of the rent yeah they don't well, talk about money the same way they do in New Girl. They never worry as much about, like, their jobs unless it's, like, that's the plot of the episode. They, the only episode I saw them talk about money was in season two when it's Ross's birthday. Oh, and yeah. I think it's Joey, Phoebe, and Rachel who are all, like, Rachel's works at the coffee shop. Yeah. Phoebe is a, like, masseuse who works out of her home, basically. <laughs> she like, a taxi. <laughs> At one point, but, like, like later on, and then Joey is, like, a struggling actor, and they're all, like, we don't have money, and you keep taking us to expensive places, and there's always a reason, and they're, like, shipping, and they're, like, we don't want to, like, take away from the fact that something important's happened, but also we don't have that money, and it's, like, how are you living in your apartment? Yeah, like, but I guess, like, you can't have, like, a shitty They definitely rush, like... They're like, yeah, they definitely brush like money as 
under the rug. And then New Girl, it's very much kind of a part of the characters, a part of... Is a part of their whole plot like setting. that yeah. they have no money. Like, Jess is a teacher, but to be fair, I think uh, teachers do not get paid well or do not get paid well. I think... Yeah, especially in the... Especially in the States. But, um, yeah, and they all live in Los Angeles, and they want to live downtown Los Angeles. So they live in, like, a spacious loft, but, like, well, four, four to six of them in, uh, live in that loft at any given time. Canonically, they also, like, it's supposed to be a three-bedroom loft, and they're squeezing a fourth person. Yes. And then yeah. Schmidt, like, I guess is the one who's got his life together a little bit. Like, yeah, he's got a nice job, but, but yeah. He's not okay. But <laughs> he's not okay but he's in not a lot of ways. Person, but, but, like, financially, financially he's got together. Like... And it's also, like, I think consistently a joke that, like, when Jess loses her job, Nick's like, I'm not the poorest. I made rent and you didn't. Like, it's very much, they have to lean on each other for help Yeah, sometimes. and it's brought up a lot, and it's never really the point of the joke. It's just kind of, like, understood. It's, like, it's just, like, yeah, part we, of their character. We don't like, have money. We, I have to live with Mormon. Yeah. And they, they meet a lot of characters who are, like, well, I live on my own in a nice house, and you live with four roommates, so do you want to hang out at my place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's very so much yes. brought up that like, like yeah yeah but I think they stay there a little longer than they I have think to like in friend yeah in friends it's just like the fantasy and it's like whenever any of them are kind of looking for a job like two episodes later they have a job mm-hmm. or it's just to have like a fun little montage of like Rachel writing her resume it's very like whimsical it's like oh yeah. boy I need a new job and like next well, episode, like I hope like this interview at like Ralph Lauren goes well which is like no you have no experience it shouldn't. Um, no, and, like, I think moving on from that, also, Friends has a lot more, like, episode-to-episode kind of, like, whatever happened in the last episode doesn't necessarily have to affect the next episode stuff. Not always, like, I think they do have overarching plot lines, which is what makes it different from a show like Seinfeld, which doesn't have as much of that. But, like, Friends is a lot more like, oh, you did something bad in the last episode, don't worry, we'll forget about it by the next episode. And I think New Girl tries to do more of a, like, what happened last episode will probably affect the next episode, depending on, like, yeah. the storyline, but... Like, they definitely... There's changes that are made to characters that stick yeah. a lot more frequently. I, like, I would say Friends, the most serialization... Like, whatever serialization it is, it's usually to do with, like, the romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's usually just, you know, whoever's dating who, or, like, whatever problems are having. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is character growth, but I think New Girl does have a little bit more character growth than... Well, and I think, like, I've heard this in other, like, things about New Girl is that, like, a lot of it is just, like, the creator's desire to, like, tell a story from her own personal, like, like, her own personal enjoyment and, like, what she finds funny, but also, like, that, like, level of sincerity that is needed. Like, I I think, like, a lot of, like, the serious moments are serious. Yeah, it's sort of more of a... Like, Friends definitely tries to keep it light, I think, more than New Girl does. But I also think that, I guess, Friends was groundbreaking in the sense that it did more serious moments than other sitcoms would. That's true. And now it's more of a... Maybe it's, like, it's a taken away because they have, like, the laugh track and, like, the, like... They have a, like, a, like a sad moment. Like, Aww. Like, that's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I you know think, what I mean? If it can't, like, sit with you. I think the laugh track that. is something that, like, also... Like, I guess it was it was a thing, I assume, because there were live horrible. audiences... And so that's why they had laugh tracks is, like, because it's, yeah. like, when the live audience is laughing and stuff like that. It's what I, I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. but no, I think that's right. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I think, like, I guess it was more of a staple of that time. And I think now, like, you can make a sitcom without it being, like, in front of a live audience and it can be, like, 
what it was. Like, I think also I heard a lot of new girl scenes are, like, they do a lot of different takes of, like, the actors just sort of um, improving to see if a joke works better this way or that way. Like, a lot yeah. of the Schmidt falling more and more in love with Nick jokes, I think I was hearing in an interview were, like, very improv Okay. Like, they sort of were like, what if you went even harder on this? Like, what if you yeah. really went into detail about how Jen. you're in love with this character? Like, New York really leans into everything. Like, it really yeah. is kind of a caricature. But yeah, it's, it's so much it's so much zanier and so much more of a caricature of the sitcom, and it's, but it's, like, more serious. Yeah, and I think you have mentioned this before, where, like, um, for New Girl, you're definitely able to get more, like, audience feedback in terms of what's working right. and what's not working. Yeah. And in Friends, it's, like, it was less of a thing. So I think definitely... Social media. Yeah, because it's social media, the, as you call it. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I think, a fair point. Like, Friends can, but not to the same, like, nuance that... Like, you know, it's just yeah. whatever TV critics were saying. It's like, they kind of would get feedback, I would they say. They didn't read the paper. Like, they could get feedback, Sorry. I would say, at the end of the season and during the off-season. But yeah. less so... Like, they couldn't do yeah. the immediate stuff that I think New Girl can, and I think that's why New did, Girl... There's a lot of shifts that happen in New Girl. Yeah. Like, I think New Girl learned to lean into some of their the aspects of the show more, probably because fans responded to it more. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the tropes? We, the first trope we wanted to talk about was found family tropes. Yeah. Um, I think is what the buddy comedy Yeah, a staple of the buddy comedy. Yeah. It's just that found I mean, family idea. I don't know if we could about it. Um, yeah, and just we kind of want to talk about how kind of like, it's maybe not as cute as, like it's cute, but I like think, there's definitely some issues with it. I think I have a problem with this use of the word family. Yeah, when they also sleep with each other. They also sleep with each other. Like, I guess that's why Frances was invented as a word. This is your friend group. And that should be a healthy boundary that everyone draws. I also think that, like, I definitely have friends who I'm closer with than my family. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't think that it has to be this thing that family is closer than friends. I think it's just that you're choosing to be with your friends so you... I think it's just they're not really like they're very separate. Yeah. They, and they should be separate aspects. Um but yeah, I also I think in that thing we talked about the clickiness of each group within the like groups in general in the found family tropes like uh Yeah. They're like the friends well, especially are like an impenetrable clique. Like they are they are six friends who do not they really warmly welcome with anyone else. Yeah, like they really. Like, know, not, New Girl really addresses that more. Like, Jess has her outside friends. Jess has, yeah, um, well. So do, like, Schmidt and Nick. They have, like, that, like, douchey guy they're friends with for a bit. Anyways, yeah. they have outside lives. Um, Winston yeah. is, like, basically friends with most of his cops that he, like, when he eventually becomes that sort of part of his life. Yeah, so he just dates one. <laughs> well, and also so though, like Jess, like a lot of Jess's love interests are outside of the show, and on that, like, she dates a lot of people, and they all sort of are like, oh, we actually do like this person, and like they want to know. They're the a little more she... Yeah, I think a lot of time what happens, especially like I think it well, it's probably part of like your perception as well as like when you're getting used to this. When you love hanging out with this friend group and there's like this friend group, you kind of are a part of this clique. 
So then when someone else comes in, you're like immediately uncomfortable. Like this is also a stranger to you. But and so for that reason, I think like a lot of like when they bring in like, like, like when they bring in like side characters, they don't deserve to get as much hate as they do from the friend group. Like Rachel was sitting with us like Puerto Rican guy or something, Pablo. Oh yeah. Like Ross was just and they just like show them all the time, and it's like, ah, give it, talk to him. Like they have one, like they're just not real people because they're not part of the friend group. They're outsiders. The most accepted ones in the friend group were either Phoebe's love interest because you know Phoebe wasn't going to date anyone in the friend group, or like I guess Richard a little bit. Monica dated him for a while, but even like he was too old to want to hang with them. But yeah, they have to become kind of like. Like, the long-term love interests, I think, have to become a bit integrated into the friend group as well. They can't kind of exist on the side. Like, her, like, Monica's, what's his name? Richard. Richard. Yeah. Um, he has to have, like, episodes where he meets well, out with, like, uh, Joey and And he, he and has an established previous relationship with Monica and yeah, he's friends Ross with from being their do- family doctor when they were kids, which is also kind of fucked up. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll um, talk about that. <laughs> I would say that... New Girl does do a good job of making it not feel weird that, like, they're outsiders. Like, I was almost immediately accepting of Robbie as a character and Dr. Sam as a character, which I know is controversial because I think a lot of people don't like Dr. Sam. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I think he's I think he's a good character, I think especially when they get back together. Yeah. Well, I think he's a fun, like... I don't know. He's supposed to be a fuckboy, and that's how I perceive him to be, like, yeah. Well, he very much propels Jess into realizing her feelings for Nick's, I think, Nick Both times. But, like, he's definitely—he's a super fun character to, like, have, like, he fits into that friend group because he yeah. is kind of frat bro-ish, which I think they yeah, are. Yeah, he can, like, and, like, vibe with them. Robbie is also, like, a character where it's, like, you wanted him to keep coming back. Like, he was just so nice, and they know—or he says it in an episode, you guys ask me shockingly little about my personal life, and it allows for such an interesting, like, background for him. Like, to yeah. be just, like, told, like— like, he's just independently very wealthy, and, like, he has, like, a boat, yeah. and, like, oh my God, all these things, thing. like, I think, like, they do a good job, and then, yeah, Allie gets introduced as, like, Winston Love Interest, and, like, but they definitely make side characters yeah. feel more welcome, like, even from the get They're less, like, maybe it's because they, they, they don't have as much of, like, this clickiness, like, they usually have, like, oh, Jess is, like, probably her gynecologist friend, though, like, yeah, yeah, like, you're more used to it so like when new people come in you're like oh, yeah yeah well you can, you can save it and right from the get-go jess's his first love interest after spencer is um what's his name i remember they called him genslinger um a justin long's character oh uh, yeah, yeah um who he did a great job <laughs> that was good <laughs> but like right from the get-go I'm like winston he wins winston and schmidt over just by being nice to them and they're like yeah we love this kid yeah and like and then is it just nick that doesn't i like think nick's kind of a dick to just him just because he's a jess though I think partly because he's into Jess and partly because I don't, like, I don't, I'm not surprised. Like, Nick doesn't usually vibe with a lot of Jess's boyfriends, I think, because of their relationship, but also because I don't think he loves the personalities that, like, she would go for. Like, I think Justin Lonsky brings out her annoying side. Like, he's yeah. very quirky. Yeah, like, like, he brings out that side he of has, her. like, the ukulele. And I don't like, think, and then Nick initially is very resistant to all of her quirkiness. Like, he doesn't as like As we <laughs> Okay, well, I quite Start like it. Um, <laughs> um, no, so I definitely think that they do a good job at yeah. showing that, like, if the outside character is perfectly nice, they don't deserve to be shit on. Well, yeah, and you girls who may bring it up, like, 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 in, like, the later seasons, they kind of address, like, this is getting really weird that we're still living, like, we're just the five of yeah. us. I'm living with my ex-boyfriend, just living with Nick still at the time, and, like, 
like everyone's like everyone who's gonna date everyone has dated everyone and like it's a weird situation for them internally if you're an outsider looking in. Um, I think that was nice to give a little bit back to the outsider. Whereas Friends is just like like every side character, especially in the early seasons, is just shit on like immediately. Yeah. Like there's Pablo, there's Janice, everyone hates her, there's Ross's ex-wife. Like her uh, new girlfriend is like Ooh. just a bitch. Well, or, like, I think regarded as a bitch. Well, they always call her a bitch, but I think that's more of Ross's toxic masculinity. Oh, for sure. And that like the show threatened by her. Like also, you're threatened by the woman that your wife left you for. Yeah. By the way, you didn't. What turn, work is she do like, to you? <laughs> you didn't turn her lesbian. She's not gonna like. What's the tire thing? I can't compete with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, no, he's. I think up. there's an episode later on where he gets worried that his Emily is hanging out with Susan because he thinks Susan's gonna turn Emily lesbian. And it's like that's he's not how. I think I that's like not that. how lesbianism works. I watched like a video say where it's like Ross was actually just like deeply traumatized by his wife. Yeah, leaving him for a minute and like had internalized so much like shit, and it well, just resonates with everything. Well, I think Ross's big problem is that he isn't able to. Um, like yeah like work through his issues um should we move on to romantic tropes yeah okay <laughs> so unenthusiastic yes, um, yes. we'll talk about the will they won't day yeah will they won't they well i think i think that ross and rachel are the big will they won't they of yes friends but i think that new girl does two will they won't they relationships yes like right off the bat you're right there's a will they won't they with cc and Schmidt. Well, I guess not right off the bat. It takes a couple episodes to like see that that's gonna be a thing. But yeah, it, which is like a fun. I think it was fun yeah. when I remember watching that for the first time, and they actually and then, up. I was like, obviously, Ooh. Nick and Jess are the main what they want to the show. Who kind yeah. of I guess follow the Ross and Rachel thing where they and get I'll together. Say, and I don't think this is gonna be contested. New girl does the building one day with Jess and Nick a lot. <laughs> Better than they do. So Just a little bit better, better than they do like, with uh, Ross and Rachel. Well, because, because the thing with Ross and Rachel, and I don't like what well, they want it's like, okay, they don't work, you broke them up, good job, I learned a lot about these characters and why the relationship is doomed to fail. Don't put them back together. Like, what? Like, what did they... And I think that Ross and Rachel could have been a relationship that... They could have done the will they want they better. I believe that. But I, I believe that the reason why Nick and Jess is that they grow into yeah. a relationship that's healthier for each for themselves. Whereas Ross, Ross and Rachel, like, Rachel's the only one who grows up in that relationship, and she's not it the one who needed like, to. <laughs> like, she only got more out of his league. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Ross never grows up, so... It, it seems like, the for friends, it seems like they just had no... It seems like, like New Girl was very intentional. They were going to grow these characters to make them work and make like, the timing make sense. Um, and you kind of you knew that they were going to end up together, I think, by the end of the show. I think you kind of always... Like, even by episode three, you could see there was sparks flying. Yeah, they had to, like, separate them. They had to, like... Yeah, they had to, like, tell them, them to, like, do less. And I think they did often put them in different plot lines because they're, like... I mean, soon enough, we're going to have to put like, there's just gonna be no other option. Yeah, they're too fucking sexy. And, like, the way they got together in season two was, like, multiple episodes of them being, showing how like, immature they are. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Throughout, yeah. when they, like, first kiss, and then, like, everything that happens with, like, Sam. Oh, well, yeah, she's like that. Sam. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. But, um. Is it really cheating if it's your one true love and you're supposed to be with them? 
I think it is still cheating, but I would argue that no, I Nick and Sky is cheating, cheating for sure. But um, yeah, yeah no, like she I think her, but she didn't stop. She didn't stop it. She definitely wanted it to happen. I, I, I like, think just I think like, it was yeah, really just, clear. yeah, they were both incredibly immature. That's but what also what an incredibly immature thing to do. Yeah, like how are you so in love with someone while dating someone else while dating someone? Well, like, I think. That just seems like okay. Come on, like to lens on a little bit. You gotta could potent like could potentially part of it be that Jess doesn't want to be, didn't want to be with someone like Nick. Oh, that was, that was part of it. But yeah, I just um, think I don't know. It just it just seems so shitty to choose. <laughs> oh, and, and I know he kind of did shoot her well at the start, but I don't know. He was always honest. I think I Sam think... also though once he, like I think that. They address that she treats Sam shittily in the later seasons when they when they get back together. Okay. Like they kind of address that. I think it's what season five. She and Sam get back together for a bit, and they, she he addresses that like she made him sort of feel comfortable and like confident in opening up in a relationship, and then she cheated on him, and it Poor like Sam. broke his heart and like straight up he like claimed like kind of ruined his life a little bit. Right. And he's oh, like, yeah, he was like, he became like a whole different person. And then like they got back together. And then I think she makes up for it when she ultimately all, like sa- tries to sacrifice their relationship because she thinks that Sam and Diane, which call back to Cheers, oh, um, like when Diane is. comes back to town and is like, I'm oh, in love yeah, with Sam, and true. she's like, uh, yeah, and she's like, I am in love with him and whatever. And Jess is like, I honestly think they need to explore yeah, this. Like, I love. And I think it it definitely mirrors, like, you see it from the main group's perspective of, like, how that friends to lovers, which is our other trope that they do. Oh, yeah. I think I watched another essay about this, and I can't say it because I don't remember which one it was, but it was, like, um, that, like, just seeing Sam and Diane together and, like, making that sacrifice was kind of her finally being able to put herself in Sam's shoes and see why he was getting jealous of like okay actually hi like yeah which I think that makes a lot of sense um I think yeah and it's sort of even said like she may not have realized that she was in that position but like because like that I think that's just like kind of a shitty like I think that having a complicated friendship like a friendship quote-unquote like that right they're literally exes first of all like you gotta acknowledge that's gonna be Mm -hmm. like however normal you think that is well, they acknowledge throughout the show, like, Jess's whole thing in season four is that she can't, like, get a guy to, to date her long-term because she lives she with friends, which is, you I know, that's really under- understandable. <laughs> and they do talk about it. They're like, but then, and then they're just in love the whole time, though. Like, it'd be different well, if they weren't. I think that mm, Nick moves on a little bit more than Jess does. Is he dating? Yeah. Well, he, he has a really serious thing with Reagan. Yeah. They live together. I, I would call that barely serious. serious. I thought Reagan, his relationship with Reagan helped him grow up way more than his friendship with Jess ever did. Um, like, he did a huge character when he moved yes, to New Orleans. Yes, like, but I, I might argue that in part that was due to what happened with Jess is he didn't want to screw up again. Uh, okay. Like, I think both of them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't think it was his friendship with Jess necessarily, but it was his past failure with Jess, who was someone who he, he was like, deeply in love with at the time. Like, um, he's like, I don't want to... I don't want to let that sort of ruin a relationship again. And the big problem with Nick and Reagan ended up being that they were too similar, which I think works, because I think Nick does need someone who's less... 
uh, Nick-like. I think he yeah. needs someone who's more emotional because he doesn't want... he. I think he wants the emotional intimacy, but he doesn't want to instigate any of it. I think being friends with Nick and Jess, like being in that friend group, would be so goddamn annoying. We to would me. just be shit talking, the right? I'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, why are they get together fucking all the time? Like, yeah, just do it. Like, just date. Stop. If you want to date, just date. Visible. Why do you have a boyfriend? You're obviously in love with this person. Stop. Like, we like stop flirting. Stop going on your way to like spend time with them. When like, I don't know. I just think it's like kind of a yeah. I think I think I think they need to take a little bit more responsibility and need to be a little bit more self-aware. Like, I don't care if you think it looks normal from the outside and you can tell everyone you're just friends with one, but if you know that you have feelings for this person, then, like, shouldn't you be doing the healthy thing for yourself? And Which I do think that Jess does it, it way later, but I think she does eventually realize that she can't yeah. be around Nick, and that's when she leaves, and that sort of propels a whole thing. A big thing there is that Jess is like realizes in the SoCalicon six episode that she's yeah, do I know season six or do I know season six? <laughs> she realizes that yes. um she's facilitating like a lot of Nick and Reagan's relationship. Yeah. And she's like and it's breaking her heart. She's very clear about that. So she's like, Okay, I need to like remove myself from this situation for a while. Girl doesn't like, need to insert herself so much into her friends' relationships. I, I think, think that's like one of her worst I, I think it's like her, her good quality until it's her bad quality kind of thing. Like I think when it, it yeah, I think I it like, can be used really positively. It's nice but, when you want to build a friendship with someone. But I think she she goes so far. How, like, be, like it's hard to be responsible for your own shit. Why do you want to be responsible? <laughs> well, I do think that she's one of those people who like she would be annoyingly involved in everyone's life. But I would yeah. say that like she does do the healthy thing when she finally comes to the conclusion, which takes her forever. Which is that she does finally remove herself from the situation and she goes home. Yeah. And then, like, she realizes, like, when she comes back and wants to tell Nick how she feels, she thinks he doesn't feel the same way. And she's like, okay, I should just leave. I I just can't deal with it. Like, yeah. And I think that's kind of immature. Yeah, but that, I do think, like, if no, it's like, the best thing for her, that's then it's fine. What she should have done. She should have done it ago. a long time ago. But yeah. Okay, so yeah, they adjust that. But I think, yeah, for a chunk of it, I just. I find well, it, that's, that's what I, the Willie Wildeys, I think, can be fun in small doses. I think they get really frustrating really quickly. I will say that I chalk up a lot of the Will They Won't They stuff, like, to the TV show wanting to, not wanting to put the characters together quite yet, like, wanting yeah. to drag it out. Because I do think that in a normal friend group, they'd have at least, like, slept together a few times in TV between. Shows but, like, in TV shows, to keep it interesting, they can't get together yet. Like, at least with Ross and Rachel, like, like, while they aren't together, they hook up a few times. And Rachel even admits yeah. at one point, like, it's never really off the table for them to be together in the show. Like, she does address that at some point. Oh, okay. And so, like, they do sort of say, like, like there is a clear, like, dynamic between them that is, it's not friendship. Watching the show, I just, I never thought, like, it wasn't clear to me that they would be together at the end. I thought they easily could have... Oh, Ross and Rachel? Yeah, I thought... That wasn't well, as set in stone as Nick and Jess everywhere. So, uh, I mean, I guess I watched the show, like, when everyone knew Ross and Rachel were going to get together. And, like, uh, it was okay, a big yeah, thing fair. that Ross and Rachel were this huge couple. But I watched the show and I remember being like, why? Why does everyone love Ross and Rachel? <laughs> because they're all, like, they're it's so frustrating to watch. All he does is make her life miserable. She's miserable for Okay, him. well, should we move He's on to our character deep dive of the two relationships? was actually Ross and Rachel Schmidt and Cece. Okay, yeah. 
um, because, like, first of all, Gross and Schmidt, I think, are play the same role in the friend group to start off. They're okay. both the characters that the lives together. Yeah. Um, they're more established. They're both, I would say, in season one, are kind of toxically masculine. Like, Schmidt definitely plays into the, I need to be a man, and, like, has his, like, douchey friends. Yeah, who, it really crosses that line to being, like, douchey. Versus, yeah. like, later seasons, it's more like, oh, you're very secure in here. Yeah, like, Schmidt is this, well, they're both this these really in, in, uh, insecure guys who are, like, really obsessed with being well-established men. And I think they're like, they, they both probably think that the show is about them. Yeah. But I think they both kind of think they're being nice. Definitely. But I think New Girl is aware that Schmidt acts like that, whereas I don't think Friends was aware of how, like, well, fucking terrible Ross came on. And something that Friends doesn't do well is that when Ross acts out in an overly masculine way, his friends don't, like, address it. They just sort of say, like, they just sort of shit on him for doing it. Yeah. Whereas, like, when Schmidt tries to act overly masculine, they say, you Schmidt, you know, you don't have to do that, right? Like, just be who you are. And they're much more supportive of him as a person. Like, I think Schmidt gets a lot of, like, validation in their relationship. Or, like, there's an episode in earlier in the seasons where Schmidt brings Nick a cookie. And Nick is, like, really... Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. You got me cookie, got you cookie thing. But, like, it's a huge thing where, like, even Winston notices it and is like, Nick, no, you're the one being sort of bad in this situation like Schmidt is a thoughtful kind yeah. person by that time because his friends have sort of supported him out of being the douchey masculine character and more into being I think a more like he's a more feminine guy but it's fine like well you can see him as well like when he he acts differently with like Nick and Jess and Winston than he does with like his douchey friends like with them he you see kind of beside behind the scenes kind of be like do you think like this like hair moves makes it look yeah. like effortless to them does it make it look like masculine yeah. like am I gonna well I think um, appear macho to these guys and then when he gets there he like drops his voice a couple octaves and, like, yeah. he tries to like well in the first couple seasons he definitely uh, does more of the like he puts so much effort in to be around those friends yeah. and then thank god those friends kind of teeter off yeah they were there for like two episodes so that's enough I think Schmidt like grew up and Ross didn't and I think that's where when their character arcs di- diverged yeah. It's like, oh, Schmidt, like, actually... Well, you said it very well, saying, like, Ross never thought he needed to grow. Yeah, well, I think that's like a fault. big thing of uh, the Ross-Rachel-Schmidt-CC, which I think is a really similar relationship in a lot of ways, because they both technically cheat on their significant others. Um, yeah. But, like, what Schmidt does is arguably so much worse than what Ross does. To start on with. paper, it's a lot worse. But you forgive Schmidt, and yeah. you don't forgive Ross. Like, well, I mean, maybe you forgive Ross, but why is it ever? Yeah, I don't understand. Ugh. Well, I think they're both their relationships start off as the guy being obsessed with the pretty girl. Yes, and Cece and Rachel kind of get put in this box of like they're beautiful; they don't have anything else. But I think um, when they get together, like. Ross wants to hold on to that relationship for dear life, and Schmidt's too insecure to, I think, try at first. Yeah. Because Schmidt it breaks up with Cece because he says, I can't make you happy. Well, he, I think he self-sabotages yeah. that. Like he, and Ross is like, no, this is how you should act in a relationship. And he... Acts like a douche. Acts like a douche. But, yeah, no, with Ross's thing, it's like whether or not they were on a break, whether or not she, like sleeping with that other girl was okay, he should have recognized that he hurt someone who well, he claimed so, to love. 
he doesn't he's so like he objectifies Rachel so much like she's not a real person to him he's yeah. like well no like we were technically like technically like who cares technically well, like she's it's like I don't care if, 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 like, if you were technically not in the wrong you should apologize for hurting my feelings kind of thing yeah exactly it's like also he broke her heart he was, like I don't know like, he, like, Rachel was very open about how much it hurt her. And Rachel had been trying to set clear boundaries with Ross. Yeah, this was after, like, before. months of him being, like, like possessive he and had, Well, because he doesn't respect her career either. Yeah. He's very clear about how he's smart and she's this ditzy, pretty girl. And that's all yeah. he, like, wants of her. Which and I think... she's so clear. She's like, he's just the work friend. I, like, I need to work late tonight. Don't come to my office. Come to like, Well, she's like, I need to work late tonight. I'm so sorry. I'll miss our anniversary. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, she's trying to establish these boundaries of her, like, in a new working environment that, like, she's not used to yet. Because well, if you have not started a new job and your fucking psycho boyfriend shows up and tries to set up, like, a picnic dinner for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, to your, like, new boss of, like, two months, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Well, like, and all of her, like, he was getting the encouragement because all of the women in her office were saying, how sweet, he's such a great boyfriend. But, like, she was like, no, I've told him I don't want this. Yeah, yeah. That I need to work. It blah, blah, blah. the Totally romantic if you're into it. She would uh, say she would be into it. So. Well, but, like, yeah, Ross, I think his his lack of respect, I think he kind of is similar to Rachel's dad and Rachel's ex in a lot of ways where Rachel's this character who's finally growing up and yeah. learning how to be, like, financially stable on her own. And Ross is like, no, I'll just take care of you. I'm smart and I'm well yeah. off and then you can be my pretty wife, basically, is how he wants her. And I, I think that's how a lot of people have seen her in her life. Yeah, and I think there's a reason why in season one and two she was into him before she kind of had that. Before she realized like what she wanted. Yeah, that self realization. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. Ross, Ross never grew up. Well, yeah. What I was like seasons later when she, they were gonna get back together, she was like, "If you can just apologize for sleeping that girl after our break," and he no. Well, I, what I would say about that is, I do think Rachel was a little unreasonable to say that everything that happened between us when we broke up was all your fault. Because that's kind of what it said. But at the same time, I think that Ross needed to be able to own up to the parts of it that were his fault. Like, if he had said, I shouldn't have slept with her and I'm really sorry that I hurt you, I think Rachel could have forgiven him. Also, like, how much you care? Like, I don't know. Just say sorry. He, just, well, like, just take it. Like, I don't know. Like, he's, like, he's... It he's, was maybe He's toxically stubborn. Fault. Like, he can't... Yeah. He can't admit when he's wrong. He cares more about being right than... I think I watched, a, uh, I watched a video essay, which I also can't say, but that so- sort of said that... Ross can't admit to his wrongdoing because he can't see himself as a person who would ever cheat. He's like, I'm not the cheater. I'm not the person who hurts. Yeah, I'm the one who he doesn't her. want to label himself as a cheater. Like he can't see himself as the bad guy because he's always the victim in his eyes. Yeah, but um, no, I uh, mean, and, and going back to like Schmidt and Cece's relationship, I think a big part of why their relationship feels earned is because of the fact that. Schmidt multiple times screws up with Cece and works really hard to make it up to her and apologizes and like openly admits in his proposal to her that he genuinely never thought he'd get another chance with her because of how much he had screwed up which I think is a really honest and sweet moment and also very telling of the fact that they have a beautiful friendship which is a foundation for this relationship like, even when they yeah. break up the first time, she's like, I kind of just miss being your friend, Schmidt. Like, I want to have you as a friend. Which I think when you're talking about, like, how just and Nick have, like, a weird friendship when they're not together. I think yeah. C 
DC and Schmitz are a good example of it not being like it's not like, weird when they're not together. To, like yeah, I think like to have a like yeah, maybe it's, it's that like if people believe that they're gonna get back together, it's never gonna come across as just a friendship. Yeah, well, which is never gonna come across. I think that I always believed Schmidt and Cece were going to get back together. But I would also say that they had those boundaries that Nick and Jess didn't in their friendships. Like Cece literally, when she realized she had feelings for Schmidt and like couldn't do it anymore, she removed herself from the situation. She was like, I'm going to go on a journey to self-discovery basically to be like, I need to figure out me. And myself and Schmidt seems really happy with Fawn, who like oh, there were a lot of issues, but like that relationship was pretty it's funny just too. Just like abusive relationship. It was just like, it was such a <laughs> fucked up relationship, but like Isn't he kind of like, like she like made him like shave a certain way and like. Yeah, well, like I think he was like kind of like into it though. You know what I mean? Like I think he really liked. Her. He definitely likes women in charge. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but I would say like she removed herself from the situation and was like. Schmidt's really in love with her. Why would I try to screw that up? Yeah. Which I think is an important thing to note versus, like, Ross would, like, actively try to ruin relationships Rachel was in while he was with other people. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, he so was, like... He's so crazy. Yeah. Like, poor Rachel. Oh, my God. I would get so frustrated just watching her try to, like, talk to this man. Hey. Okay. Uh, move Let's on to Phoebe and Jess. The main couples. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, Schmidt and Cece are a main couple more than Jess and Nick. Bro, I think they in are a lot of ways. They're a lot more nuanced. Well, I think they're a couple who is like more. What's it called? Like they're 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 like a more stable couple. I like more stable couples in my yeah shows. Well, and like I think we sort of skipped over the it earlier, but like Monica and Chandler, the reason why I love them as a couple is that. They get together and they're just together and you see them work through things as oh a couple. God, so, yeah. And it's like it's clearly a very strong and beautiful relationship that again has that friendship foundation. Yeah. And it's like it's I enjoy watching it. Like I've watched shows like yeah. shows like, like you enjoy watch them go through struggles together. Yeah. And like yeah. yeah, okay. Phoebe versus Jess. Yeah, adjusting and as characters. Manic Petit Jean Girl. Who they, they both are. That everyone hates. <laughs> they used to love. That's what yeah, how well, New Girl started. New Girl is the epitome of it was fresh off the, the heels height of, of that trope. Five hundred days of summer. Seconds yeah. of well, summer. Five seconds of summer. Five hundred. I think it's five hundred days of summer. Yeah, five hundred days of summer. I haven't seen it. But, <laughs> um, um, yeah, we should watch it. Um. Well, because Zoe Deschanel is what everyone in Hollywood and like out of Hollywood and stuff was always deeming the manic pixie dream girl, which was very you know through to her as a person because it was like oh she that's like all you nice are person? I think she I mean I think she is a bit Jess yeah I think I think she's that quirky <laughs> like is she I yeah. think she's probably nice enough like Hollywood standards are different yeah that's true she's probably nice enough but like Sus. I would say that like she's a person who like I might not want to hang out with on the rug that doesn't mean I think she's a bad person. I feel like anyone person. that's like a TV show character would probably be an honorable to hang out with. Maybe I could hang out with Winston. Bro, is it? Yeah, I feel like if you hung out with Winston in real life, you'd be like, why is this man on so much coke? Like, <laughs> like, why are you so fucking energetic all the time? Why do I feel like I would get jealous of like how 
weird he is. And yeah, like, like I just think Jack. I'd be like, excuse well, like, me. Well, if I had to hang out with like Cece in real life, I'd be like, why are you so hot all the time? I feel to like shit about myself. <laughs> yeah. Why do you never feel like? Yeah. Oh, so we were talking about how they both kind of perform. I'm like Winston to some extent as well, but I feel like it doesn't work as well when comparing it to like a male. So it's like, yeah. I feel well, like they're not treated the same way. Well, we said they're both the quirky girl of the group to start. Yes. Um, I said they're both very much like the heart. Yeah. Like they're very, they're the ones that will like remind everyone of like morals. <laughs> they're like, no, like this is the right thing to do. Like they kind of tie people together that way. Yeah, and I think they both, um, they both do a lot of sort of funny, cutesy things. Yeah, that... I think they're also both very sweet. Like yeah. no one wants to like hurt their feelings. Yes, They're very much, like, definitely. really liked by the kind of I think, though, in part, like, I think they differ because Jess is the more She's sincere, like naive one, and um, Phoebe is a bit tougher at times, scary. Straight up, I think sometimes scary. Yeah, no, I'm not scared. Which I respect. I love it. Yeah. She's got a, she's got a dark I, side. I think, like, they, they both have, like, their quirkiness in different ways. Like, I think Phoebe's is, comes from, like, a very like jaded I don't I can't care about this enough like I've gone through so much shit in my life that like I'm not gonna well, give a fuck about this and she's kind of a hippie like basically had to fend for herself since she was 14 like yeah, that's a very so tragic backstory impressive that she is the way she is kind of like yeah like sweet like she's not even overly sweet it's just you still would describe her a little bit that way as like the like the cute like the quirky cute nice friend but like she's, she's very opinion. I think they're both um good at doing the quirky but also confident and opinionated line. Like neither of yeah, them. Yeah, they do like the contrast. They don't like, let people walk all like, over them, which I, I think am is really super interesting. Sweet and like zany, but don't fucking cross me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like Phoebe makes it clear all based most of the time when like any of them try to like go over the line, she'll put them in place. And Jess, I think it shows the best when there's the episode Jess and Julia where Nick dates the lawyer. Yeah. I can just name the episode titles now. I think that's... Is that the title <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, it's called Jess and Julia. Um, or something like that. Something like that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. No, where, um, where she's like, I'm a girly girl, that's fine. Where, um, yeah, the lawyer is like, fine. oh, like, it's some people might annoying. buy into you, to your act, and Jess is like, this isn't an act, this is who I am, like, fuck yeah. you for thinking otherwise, basically. And I think her and Phoebe both do that very well. Yeah, like, they don't, that's not what They're not pretending. Them. Like, they yeah. just are that way. And they are happy about it. And I, I think, I think maybe, like, part of the difference, like, Jess is a bit more naive. And it's obviously she hasn't gone through. Like, she's been, like, she has, of the group, I think, like, the healthiest parents. Like, almost, oh, like, yeah. doting and, like, okay. So she comes from, like, a very, like, her... sheltered life. And Especially she, in the well, she says that at one point. Just something happens to her. I can't remember what it is. She gets fired or goes through a bad breakup or something. She's, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I've led a very sheltered life. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, she has. You have, but she recognizes it. And yeah, Phoebe comes from this, like, very yeah. hard past. And, like, she doesn't have the same family ties or relationships that arguably any of her friends have like even Chandler who doesn't really like his family very much um like still has probably a better relationship with his parents and stuff than Phoebe yeah. can have with hers um yeah but yeah Phoebe I think 
what is that? What was I going to say? She's, I sort of wrote this down and maybe this is wrong, that I think Phoebe might be a little bit zany as a coping mechanism for her past. Like, I think that she yeah, uses, probably. she uses sort of the, the funny, quirky stuff that she does to cope with the difficult life she's had. And I don't know if the show yeah, necessarily. Like, I think if she didn't have that side of her personality, she would be incredibly, yeah. like, depressing on the character. Like, she would just be really hard as nails. So she kind of has to be. Yeah, and I don't think the show necessarily uh, meant to do that. I don't know if they no, did. No, it seems like they kind of make up shit about her backstory whenever they yeah. do some random things. A plot that. device. Like, yeah. uh, and it does get kind of dark. Yeah, it is kind of addressed as, like, a joke for the most part until, like, later seasons when she's having, like, character arcs. I also think, oh, this was interesting, too, is that um, Jess, like, someone I said, I don't think, I think whenever Jess is in a position where she should be probably sexualized, not like, I don't know if it's, like, always now your turn to say sexualized, but, like, where she needs to be presented as, like, a sex object or, like, she's someone's love interest or whatever, it's always very, like, they address how awkward she feels about it kind of thing, like, especially yeah. in the earlier seasons. Well, and I think you've said that both Jess <coughs> and Cece are two characters who are never really sexualized. Like, they're always sort yeah. of... Like, even when... Remember when Phoebe had to do the thing where she's supposed to, like... What's it called? Seduce Chandler, yeah. yeah and, like, <laughs> the way she does it, like, it's all so weird, and it's very overly comedic. Yeah, I think she, she does, she's very much like a comedy, though. Like, and, like, the thing with Phoebe is that she's kind of I think it's probably part of the times that she's the zany girl she's the hippie girl but she's never like really a love interest like she's mm -hmm. never an option really for any of the men in the fight group to sleep with Phoebe and Jess are very non-sexual characters yeah um, well, yeah because they like, even compared to Cece like she's yeah. like the model she's like not well, that she's like presented even, the way like, in the show but like when they talk about her. Jess's sexual interest it's like period piece um yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's very meme Like, stuff like that. Um, and she's, like, kind of disgusted by, like, porn in a lot of ways. I think, I think Phoebe, when they do put her in, like, situations where she needs to be sexual, like, I think she is very confident. Like, I think Phoebe is oh. a lot more confident than I think Jess. Phoebe is confident in, her in, like, herself as a sexual being, but the thing that I think they do is they over, they over, like, they, they make it overly comedic when she's yeah. being sexy. And to Phoebe, she's like, no, this is like, hot. Like, they could just play different music under it, and it would probably come across. Yeah, well, like, like oh, to Phoebe, it. she thinks it's, like, super hot. Like, she's confident in it, which I do think is just hot in and of itself. But, like, they will make the scene so that, like, the character is doing something really weird. Something that's not necessarily... Yeah, she always has, I think, like, the zanier love interest than the others. Maybe, like, not Chandler, but, what is like... her most... Phoebe's most normal love interest is probably the one she marries, right, Mike? Yeah, I think I do like all of. I was just thinking this, but like I think that Phoebe's boyfriends are like I think she has the most interesting relationships. Yeah. Like she well, has the one guy that moves to months for when he's like a scientist. Oh yeah, and they have like kind of like a really I don't know it was a really interesting plot line that they had. She, she would come back. Had a good relationship. And, like, she him. really like would take it seriously and like should I? Yes, and she had this the. Guy? That was like really interesting. She I don't think it's that the characters in the show don't think she's hot or like that she is or can be hot. I think it's more just like the show doesn't present her as like oh, no. a viable. I think like, they, they don't want to present her. Yeah, her they want her to be the joke hot well, one. Like because um, she's the Rachel one that, like, has to be the hot one. Yeah, Rachel's the hot one. Monica is too. I think they just decided that they were prettier. Schmidt and Monica. 
around the fat suit. Oh, yes, yes. So, also really similar characters, which is yes. one thing I like about New Girl is that it doesn't copy-paste the French characters. Like, they are very... Yeah, it is more, like, subversive of their... Yeah, what, like, friends started, they kind of, like, take it yeah. to the next level by, like... But, um, we sort of talked about, in the past, Monica's fat suit was more of a joke. Like, it was to make a fat joke. And Yeah. I don't think... I think at the time... Fat are always pretty... What's the word? Like, kind of, like, a trashy way to make a joke. Like, I don't yeah. think they ever... I would say, given the time period that it came out, fat jokes were probably pretty yeah. popular. I don't know a lot about the 90s, having not been alive, but... Yeah, <laughs> I think, like, the fat jokes were funnier when she was... When they would just refer... When they would just reference it when she was an adult. Like, or well, I will I say, like, one of the fat jokes that I found really funny was the What If episode where Monica and Joey were married. Oh, yeah. And they, and they were just both that. very fat and happy. Like, I thought it was, like, funny because it's just like, oh, yeah, Monica's a chef and Joey loves food and they would both have just, like, <laughs> fucking gone for it. Also, though, crazy that Monica was a chef because I think that chefs should be a little bit chubby because they should be tasting all the food that they're making all the time. Yeah, I never, was it Never Trust a Skinny Chef? <laughs> never Trust a Skinny Chef, they don't. Yeah, yeah I, I feel um, like it is kind of random that she's a chef. I don't know what it really added. Uh, no, yeah. I think, um, so Monica's fat suit was used a lot in Friends, I think, to make a joke. I would talk about how Schmitz, I think initially it might have started to make jokes, or, like, to excuse his douchey behavior, but it moved into, like, a genuine, important yeah. character arc slash growth development. Yeah, it really did shed a light on, like, a lot of his issues that they addressed in the show, like, especially he was so insecure and, like, didn't have any friends in, like, college. I would say especially his relationship with Cece. Yeah, because I think the reason why he wants to be with her initially so much and why you kind of forgive him later on is that he was like fat and like no girls ever liked him like he was always in the friend zone and so just like the fact that this like beautiful model kind of woman would want to be with him I think he like he needs but he also like needs that for like security well no I think later on he does like he both love her and stuff but initially I think that's what he why he wants yeah no no, I agree with you I think it's like I think it's like he's both kind of like met his idea like like be like being with like this like whatever 10 out of 10 model Mm -hmm. was never in the cards for him to begin with and not only does he have that but it's also someone that like is his soulmate yeah that's like yeah he really like achieved everything Mm-hmm. everything in more than what he thought he could. And um, I think, um... And I think that, like, makes sense, like, that character... Like, I think it makes sense that little character where he would go from being really insecure to being, like, really, like, overcompensating, like, kind of douchey. Like, like I, I think, think that I really think he's, like, uh, body image issues, which is what they wouldn't have addressed them as in the 90s or even yeah. in the 2010s, but they both had, like, severe body image issues. And I'd say his definitely explain his insecurity in his relationships especially with someone who he deems like to be the most beautiful woman in the world which by the way cc is very beautiful i won't like argue <laughs> that i also think that like there were other women on that show who were more beautiful, beautiful than her yeah. but, but i think that like it megan kind of fox. adds to, yeah like <laughs> megan fox but um i think it kind of adds to like how much he loves her that he does like think she could have anyone in the world like yeah she could be with anyone but she's choosing to be with him and I think because he thinks that way also like because he knows that she's more than just a a beautiful woman she's also like 
an interesting person. Which I think and, like, he learns in between them just hooking up. And yeah, I think he learns it, like, when they become friends. Yeah. And when they, like, start dating stuff, when he realizes that she's more than that, he's like, fuck, like, I'm not gonna... Yeah. I'm gonna screw this up. Like, how am I gonna get someone better? Yeah. Which I think, like, he really feeds into his insecurity. He doesn't get someone Or, sorry, how, it, how she could have someone better is what I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think um, their relationship Monica, feeds into his insecurities a lot. And with Monica, it just kind of feels like it's, like, it, it. they try to, I think, use it to, like, explain why she's so controlling. Yes. But I also don't think that, like, I ever questioned why Monica was, I just thought that's kind of, like, I didn't need... Like, there could have been more to her. Like, I thought, like, her thing with her parents was, like, really interesting. Like, her daddy issues okay, what I was, gonna really say, what I was going to say is that I think that Monica's relationship with her parents explains more of her as a person than her, like, body image problem. Like, her, her weight loss and stuff like that. Because I think her thing with her parents is that they clearly love Ross more than her. Yeah. Which, by the way, she's turned out much better than Ross. Yeah. And I kind of blame her parents. <laughs> because I think that her parents not I showing... I think her parents showing Ross so much more love and coddling him is part of what makes Ross such a toxic person. Because, like, yes, you should love your child, and I'm, I'm not a parent, I can't, like, say necessarily, but, like, you should love your child, but you shouldn't, like, make them think that everything they do is, like, God's gift to the earth. Like, they make Ross think, like, he's yeah, they feed God's him gift. so much. And Monica, they're and like, he drinks that they're like, Monica, yes. like, I feel like sometimes they just would be right. fine if Monica wasn't there anymore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, it's fucked up, but I think it explains her, her, like, relationship with other people, too, because I think she has a lot of insecurity, especially even in her relationship with Chandler, who she kind of, like, laughs at the fact that she would be in a relationship with him in earlier seasons. Yeah, she needs like, to grow up, too. She's insecure in that relationship, but I think I it's think. more to do with what her parents made her feel than... I think, yeah, well, I think Monica always strives for perfection, probably because of this, these, like, impossible standards that her parents yes. made her feel like she had to reach to, and then I think when her dating Chandler was her realizing that she doesn't have to, like, live up to any standards, she can just be happy yeah. with what she wants. But I think even throughout her relationship with Chandler, she did have to learn to let go more. I think he yeah. helped her with that. Like, they're very, their communication is top tier. Yeah. And she's aware of his, also, like, his commitment phobia, and I think that's, like, um, something that she learns to be okay with a little like, bit. she was always very, like, I want to self. Like, yeah. she was kind of more But I, I think she had to because of her, her, like, love for him as a person, she um, learns to be more patient. Yeah. But yes, um, I think that, I do think that they use Schmidt and Monica in a lot of ways. Like, they do say that because they were, like, once fat and overweight and out of control in terms of how they ate and stuff like that, yeah. that's why they're, like, A-type now. Like, they're Yeah, that is overly yeah, they're A-type. I think, uh, like, Chandler teaches Monica to be more patient, and I think uh, Cece teaches Schmidt to be more willing to compromise and stuff like that. Like, she does help him through more of his controlling behaviors. And I think Chandler does Yeah. I think they both picked partners who are very different from them. Because also, like, Cece's very messy. Are Cece and Schmidt, or is Cece and Chandler, like, the same? I don't know. Probably not. They're both definitely the, the ones who They're would more be... straight man, I think, than the rest. They're probably the least sadie. <laughs> They're both definitely the, the ones who are 
they comment on kind of what's going around me. Like, they're almost bullying their friends a little bit. Yeah. But it comes so funny. And, like, what's to be fair, I think... <laughs> um, um, and to be fair, I think that Chandler and Cece both have this air of sincerity that, like, makes it okay for them to be commenting on what their friends are doing. Because they do yeah. genuinely care. I think the friends' dynamics are a lot more clear-cut and sensitive. Like, you know in an episode if, like, say, Chandler and Phoebe appear together, you know how that interaction's gonna go down. You know that Chandler's gonna make, like, some off-color jokes and Phoebe's gonna be, like, too positive to really, like, appreciate them. Um, like, you know how everything's gonna play out. They, they're very clear and they can lean on that a lot. I think in New Girl, the relationships the characters have, like, I think their personalities are a lot more similar. Which I do think makes it look more realistic why they would be friends. Mm. Like, they all laugh at the same things. They all, like, enjoy the same activities. Um, and I think their relationships, when they have, like, the positive side of it, like, the character pairings are less distinct. Yeah, yeah, less predictable. Well, you also said like um, earlier that you think that the friends' friendships are more organic than the new girl ones. Like, you think it, it makes sense why they're I friends. think, yeah, I think how they became friends makes more sense in Friends than in New Girl. I think you're right. Like, I, I think that New Girl definitely relies heavily on the fact that Jess lives with these guys yeah. and not that Jess is a guy's girl. Like, she's... Like, she's not a guy's girl. She's, oh, no, she's not at all. It almost, like, kind of shows you as well, like, you shouldn't have to change yourself to be friends with who you're friends with, like... Jess never really changes That's herself. True, yeah. Other than for personal growth. I think as well in New Girl, I think the, the characters, not even just Jess, I think a few of them, even like Schmidt to like Nick and like Nick mm. to Liz, like they have to like, they put, seem to put more effort into maintaining their friendships than New Girl, or than, than friends, friends does. Like they have to really like, they kind of dig, like no, tell me like your emotional side, like tell me like your secret, like we should have like a shares thing, or whatever, like sharing thing. Um, and then put friends, it's very, you walk in and they, I don't know. They just feels, always are friends. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. I think um, what what I would put it more as is New Girl actively tries to dig into the emotional side of the friendship. Okay. And I think friends keeps it a little light. Friends has like, and you, I think you said it earlier, they have such clear dynamics of like who can hang out with who and who can interact with who. Yeah. And with New Girl, you do kind of feel like, for the most part, other than when Winston and Cece became friends, like, it was weird, but it also somehow made sense. But, like, all of them could interact with any of them, and it wouldn't seem strange. And when it is strange, they address it. Yeah. Like, they address that Winston and Cece's relationship was weird, and they address that Schmidt and Winston initially did not have a good relationship. Yeah. They and they, like, that. and they even address that, like, coach doesn't give a shit about Jess at the start like what he's like there yeah they're a lot more honest I think about the dynamics they're a lot more yeah whereas, and I think, I think like, friends it's like it's left up to your interpretation assuming that you're going to interpret that everything's smooth yeah like you assume in friends that they are all just friends and like, yeah that like all of them could hang out with any of them but they don't like yeah I mean, there, there's an episode I think where it's uh, Phoebe and Rachel and Joey and Ross and they're drawing names to decide I forget what it was but it was they had to pair off to go do something maybe like oh. seating somewhere or like doing going to dinner together or something they had to like divide and conquer and they draw names and Rachel draws uh, Joey. Joey and Phoebe draws Ross and then like okay 
and it's kind of awkward, and I'm like, okay, no, let's switch. It's like, it was like really clear. It was like, almost like fourth wall breaking. I'm pretty sure it was, it was when they, and this could be wrong, but I thought it was when um, they were making deals with like, if we're not married by the time we're whatever age, do you want to marry each oh, other? Oh, yeah. But I think that's the only time they ever addressed that those are the comfortable dynamics. Yeah. But I, I think that maybe that's a bit more real. I don't know. I mean, I think it's realistic for friend groups not to address what, like, what dynamics don't work. Like, I wouldn't necessarily address well, yeah. the fact that I don't hang out with, like, certain friends alone. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I feel like it's, that, that's actually a really funny bit, because, like, but, um, I think that's very much one of those, those awkward situations fact, that you want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, everyone I, knows you do that. But you're like, what if someone doesn't know? Like, we can't do it. I, uh, I think that new, the fact that New Girl does it keeps it fresh, for sure. Yeah. It's okay. a little more interesting. They all have, like, their own. And they work hard to achieve. Like, you see the characters working on their relationships. Yes. Like, friendships. Anyway, uh, we move on to the finales, right? Yeah, where we argue. You believe well, that. Well, it's not an argue. It's the fact that Friends had a better finale. You believe and that Friends was a better finale than New Girl. Okay. What's well, not necessarily controversial on your end? Should I, people, I don't think, well, like, the way friends, okay, no, my, my argument for why it's good is going to be nice when you talk about why it was bad. But I'm still going to be like, no, this is it. New girl finale, hot take, I think it's better than the friends finale. And I know people hate the last season of New Girl. Like, it's... Oh, do you all hate it? No, like, even I don't love it as much as the rest <laughs> of the show. Yeah, I hate it. So um, people I would it. say that I've definitely at heard, least one person hates it. I've definitely heard the argument that the new girl last season was not necessary, and like I understand that, but I think that what I like about it, and we talked about this, is that the new girl finale is very much like it's all of the last season, and it's like a the a chapter, a last chapter yeah. of the book. Yeah, so it's like a big wrap up. And the Friends finale is, like, the last sentence of the book. Like, it's the one episode is what it feels yeah, like to me. Yeah, it's not really built up to you. Wow. And so what I like about the New Girl finale is that throughout the season, they're showing, like, how the characters have grown into, like, adulthood, like, from what they were to what they are now. With, you know, Schmidt and CCR figuring out their new sort of dynamic as parents. And, like, Schmidt realizing that he doesn't, like, want to work. He's not the same, like, person he was when he was younger. He wants to, yeah. like, be a stay-at-home dad, which I think is really, like, great. I think it's a good storyline to explore that a lot of TV shows don't explore stay-at-home dads as, like, characters. It's very, like, life kind of after yeah. the end of the show almost. And then... It's very, like, epilogic. Yeah. Epilogic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like an epilogue. Yeah. Um, and then Cece is, like, figuring out herself as a career woman, finally, like, after, like doing modeling and like going to school like school for art history basically I think is what she did like she's like oh actually I know about the business and like oh, this is what I want to do in terms of her like modeling career and then Winston and Allie figuring out their relationship having a baby, married right? and having a baby and like doing that sort of thing and Nick and Jess who are always the slowest to grow up I think throughout the show yeah. finally taking that next step in their relationship and finally addressing what they want in their future in a way that like they were really scared to do and a lot of the the last season like I think half of it is spent with Nick trying to propose to Jess and not being able to and in the first episode they literally like bring it 
Jess's ex to be like, you guys never knew what you were, like, it's a mess, whatever. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and um, Jess and Nick, like, first of all, initially addressing their relationship the way they normally would, and then finally talking and realizing that they've grown up a lot, which I think shows just how different their relationship is now versus what it was. And I think, like, showing mostly it's about Jess being able to say goodbye too. That's true. You, yeah. Like I think everyone else. It Jess, kind of goes back to season one where it's like very Jess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like season one. It started with Jess, and it's ending with Jess figuring out how to be an adult, basically. And with the new girl thing, new girl, a big theme for them is that they don't want to be adults. We talked yeah. about this a long time ago, like way <laughs> at the beginning. The new girl, they're like, I want to hold on to my young adulthood. I want to hold on to my youth. Blah blah blah. And the way that, and the loft is like, I think we said, we've said before, it's like a dorm room. Like yeah. it's, it's all of them sort of yeah. like in their youth and stuff. And so the fact that Nick and Jess still live there, it's like they're holding on to this like time in their like um, young adulthood before they go into that, like that phase of your life where your family becomes important to you again, like, because it's children you're giving birth yeah. to like not that that should be the way for everyone but like in terms of like how life phases work that's usually well especially in these kinds of shows i mean i feel like parents aren't yeah relevant anymore like these like well and it's kind of that transition between your parents aren't relevant to you anymore until you become the parent like they're becoming sort of that yeah yeah stage. but no the way they move out of the loft is the prank that winston pulls on them telling them which i think is interesting i don't know how like i feel like I don't know if it, like, they didn't think this through, but I don't know if it's supposed to make the metaphor work in, like, a more interesting way. But it kind of does. Because, like, yeah, they're kind of, like, by the end they realize we don't have to move, but just yeah, like, okay. I've said goodbye. I've figured out how to say goodbye, and I'm ready to go forward in yeah, my life. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's a really sweet ending. I also, what I like about the New Girl finale is that they're not saying goodbye to each other. They're saying goodbye to a chapter of their life. That's true, yeah. Like, they all are staying in Los Angeles oh, no. and, like, doing their thing. And, like, they do, like, sort of the cut to the forward yeah, of, like, them with their kids. Yeah, it does kind of give you comfort of... Yeah, it's, like, yeah. what I think a good comfort show should do is it gives you the comfort of, like, they'll always be friends with each other and they'll always care about each other. And maybe they... And, like, like, they definitely, come back for a season. Yeah, whatever. They're, not, they're not leaving each other behind. Like, they want to stay friends with each other. Yeah, the they have a bit more... Yeah. Which I think is what I like about it. And it, it might be, like, you know, unrealistic or whatever, but it's why I like the finale better. I'll let, be the first to admit I, I don't like season analysis. seven as much as I like the other seasons, but sure. I still think it's important. I think it was an important way for not even just for the viewers and also for the actors to say goodbye to the show. That's true, yeah. And the characters, say goodbye to the characters. It's a nice, like, they, we know this is over, yeah. so let's make the most of it. They've finally grown up, is what I feel like the seventh season is saying. Like, we're yeah. here, we're in adulthood now. We I did think, it. like, I guess they have, well, I think we talked about how they have different perspectives on growing up, like, where new people, yeah. they don't want to, and friends, they're just kind of trying to, but some days you're bro, jokes are bro, you love lies, but um, and they have all these, like, problems that kind of just, they just, they're trying really hard, but they can't. And I think there's, like, I think there's a lot more on paper positive aspects about the two girl finale than there is with, like the friends finale. Like for instance, 
Ross and Rachel getting back together. Like, Joey not really having, like, a character arc because they're doing the spinoff, which I understand is, like, a studio interference thing. Like, he has to... Which sucks. Be, yeah, it's poor Joey. Like, I, think it's, I just think, for me, it's, like, that last scene of Friends. It's probably, like, it's definitely, like, bias and, like, nostalgia, but, like, I think it's just so iconic. I've been trying for so long, I think, to move on, like, versus, like, New Girl, where, like, they're kind of being pushed into moving on or like they kind of have to make that decision for themselves that they're ready to I think with friends it's like they're finally all succeeding at yeah. what they've set out to do from season one and I think just closing that door on the apartment well that's also super like a common thing between friends and new girls they both are saying goodbye to their main apartment like the place yeah the, like the setting yeah like like the season <laughs> they're literally now. saying goodbye to the show I think I like friends for it is like the last episode this is it. Like, you're going to cry because they're not going to come back. <laughs> it's a very, I would say, the Friends one is a very bittersweet ending. Yeah, it, I think it's really sad. It's way less. Which I think works well for, like, a show that was so, like, iconically, like, funny. Like, it was so, like, and I think, when I think it, I like that it was really hurtful. <laughs> well, it ties into that idea that Friends was one of the first shows to have genuine heartfelt moments. That's true. Like the six are sitcoms, not yeah, yeah. Like it was like way more serialized. Oh, I think it just scene, makes it a little more impactful, and it's not like it's not necessarily better or worse. I just think it's like yeah. And it might also just be like your experience watching the show. Like if you grew up watching New Girl, I but like I feel like the conclusion that you come to in the two finales is that it depends on what you want. And like honestly, the Friends finale is something that like I'll never forget it. Like I probably cried during it. Yeah, it's so like, sad. Well, a 12, 13-year-old me watching it being like, what the fuck? Like, I think it's just also very, like, I don't know, it's like, and it, you're a grown-up now. Yeah, and it's like, and what? this is done. Moving friends. on. <laughs> oh, friends. Now it's for our hot takes. Now our hot takes. I've been, like, biting my tongue while we, like, touched Okay, no, I'm really excited for hot takes. Do we want to start with, you touched on this throughout the episode that yeah. we've been doing. <laughs> Jess, you don't think is a likable character. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think they just don't. I think they, like, they do address it, like, in the episode where she addresses with, like, Nick's lawyer girlfriend, like, well, I'm a girl and it's cool. I just don't think that it does enough to, like, forgive how fucking annoying she is. And I think, like, and, like, she works for the show. That's fine. She's really useful for the show. I think, like, you know my argument. So, am I, like, <laughs> well, if I met Jessica, real life, like, I would up like but she, i think she's so annoying and i don't think that these boys would be friends with her i don't see the interest that they would have in being friends with her and like to the extent that they are other than like nick wanting to bang her i think that to me takes me out of it a little bit because i just like they're so different and come from such different places and i think she's just and she's allowed to me she's very she seems like a very kind person I think and it's not even necessarily just the quirkiness I think it's to me how much she inserts herself in other people's relationships yeah. and causes a lot of her own problems that I get frustrated with I just I think sorry that's really no that's fine I just think she's so necessary as a supporting character not as a main character I think okay. as a main character super annoying would not want her to be the main character throughout the series I think season one she was a good main character to introduce everyone yeah. and to get to know everyone and then when she takes a step back, I think she's so, like, important as a supporting character because she inserts herself in so much. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier. 
You wouldn't like any of these characters if you met them IRL. Oh, yeah, we were like, if you met any TV <laughs> like, show character in real life, I don't care how much you say, I'd have a beer with this person. You wouldn't. They would be you annoying. Don't, you don't want to know them. You don't want to talk to someone that like acts like they're on a set. No, but um, I think that she's so important to the show that I am willing to the And I also like... I guess I, she have her show. But... I think I definitely can relate to Jess in a lot of ways. I definitely am a very hyper-feminine person, and I have a lot of those quirky, oh, yeah, yeah. like, interests. She has, like, she's like when they like sort of talk about how much yarn she owns I'm like I own so much yarn and knitting is such like a passion of mine that it's like (laughs) what the fuck like I don't hate knitting no I know you don't I just mean like like, I can kind of relate to her like weird interests that I don't think are necessarily things that like not that like other people don't have those interests I think lots of people have those interests it's not represented I think as positively and as like naturally as it is yeah I just think that she gets a lot of hate for being quirky and weird when in reality I kind of respect her for standing by it okay yeah she's like I'm not trying to be quirky it's like yeah I don't think I like her as a person but I really respect her as a person I I think to me it's less of the quirkiness and more just the plots around like how she (laughs) I think is like the problem every like something she did is like the problem a lot of the time but I I feel like there would be no show without her yeah no you're right I think we have to agree to disagree on (laughs) her as a character hot take for friends uh we think Poor Phoebe, but I think if... Basically, we think she and Ross should have hooked up at some point. Yeah, at least hooked up. I think it would have been good for Ross to hook up with Phoebe. I think if Ross had had, like, a little relationship with Phoebe, his character growth would have skyrocketed. So I think Phoebe says it as is. She's had a hard life. She's She's not going to take his shit. Yeah, she would call him on so much shit. Yeah. And I think they would they would kind of like challenge each other in an interesting way. Oh, they talk about evolution, and Phoebe says she doesn't believe in evolution, and Ross is like, "How the fuck can you not believe in evolution?" Really comes at her. Then he gives up and says, "Fine, Phoebe, don't believe in evolution." And she says, "Really? You just gave up that easily? Like, what's what happened to your yeah. morals and your principles?" Like, she like she doesn't mind. She wants people to disagree with her if they disagree with her, but she doesn't like. She wants them to be to be willing to and be able to fight for their side of the argument. I think she is as intellectual as Ross. Like, I think yeah. they're probably the two intellectuals. I think she knows, like, she can argue with him and, like, enjoys it, kind of, which I think. I think not, um, like, an unhealthy, but, like, they can the have, like, a, a, she, like, argue, like, a debate. Phoebe wouldn't let Ross disrespect her the same way I think Rachel does in an intellectual Rachel, way. Yeah. I think Rachel lets Ross belittle her her intelligence a lot and I think, I think Rachel Phoebe, has some shitty boyfriends and things yeah so and okay. I think that well I, what I said earlier Ross is literally like Rachel's all the men in Rachel's yeah. life she's used to it yeah um and I think she's so used to it that she's okay with it Phoebe would not let it slide she would be like fuck no and she would fight him and I think that they didn't need to like end up together or be together long term but I think yeah. she really could have helped him to see his own I think, character flaws I think well, we just gonna say, I don't think Nick is a good love interest yeah not not like he's not a good i think he would be unbearable to date and i don't know if he deserves i I think that your hot takes about new girl are like the takes that everyone has in the world where it's like yeah in real life that would suck (laughs) like but it's a show what the fuck like how is anyone dating this man he has nothing organized he wears a dirty ass hoodie all the time in the later seasons when they have to have him grow up. I think they've kept him so immature for so long that they really have to like he just won the lottery and like got his like book published now he's like famous and he's like 
Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of that growth was just kind of yeah. like Dust Ex Machina's. I think like it's just yeah. kind of came in a little I get what you mean. I think, um, and I think he actually like earned it. Emotionally, than, like, I think he bar. grew up a lot during season six with Reagan and that whole relationship. Yeah. But he wrote the book, I think. Yeah, he wrote the book when yeah. he was with Reagan. But what I would say is, I think you're right that the author book stuff sort of was handed to him. Like, it was always sort of a joke that he wanted like, to write. I'm sorry, he's an idiot. Like, <laughs> like I don't believe he wrote a bestseller on his first try writing a book that he's in charge Well, it wasn't his first try writing a book because he had Zeus for zombie first. I think, I think it's first. okay. <laughs> oh, fuck, Remember when there's yes. the episode where he has the word search midway through the book because he doesn't like, know what to do. Right, he doesn't read books. Like, well, I think, well, he does say multiple times, a good writer doesn't read. Yeah, and he also says, I don't have to read anything, I just memorize a lot of words. Yeah, which I can relate to I just, so like, many I, I just don't think you can make those jokes and then still have him be this, like, brilliant, like, off, I don't know if he's, like, well, brilliant. He I has, like, think, a white to novel, be fair, like, they make, they, like, make comments about the fact that, like, he feels like he kind of lucked into it, and honestly, that, like, he's not a brilliant author. He wrote a good book because he had, like, a, because he, it, he can be colorful with words, I think, and, like, he, uh, he had, like, a funny, he had an interesting story to tell, and he wanted, his target audience initially was, like, tough guys oh, and then tweens liked it so like he wrote a book like that and then he did ask something i don't know i just, I just think he it would have more it. fulfilling if he had actually like done some internal but i think like i think he should have reached the success that andy reaches in parks and recreation where he like just wants to be a rock star because a child's performer but like but i think that um i think nick could have done a similar thing i think that nick's success character professionally was when he and schmidt got the bar like, I think his bar is Yeah, you're, is. you're right. And I think, ideally, what I would have seen is Nick buy the bar and run it. Yeah. I think it should have just been that. I don't think he should have done the book thing. But I would have been okay if he was an author and it was, like, small time. Like, I think it would have been fun. Yeah, maybe, like, if he went to, like, the local, like, book what fair I think or would something be... and, like, signed, like, some kid's book. Because, like, like what happened him, was that, like, like, in season he six... boxes of books that Because in season six, he tried to promote the book and, like, they did they the They went on, like, thing. tour in, like, Europe. That's when they went... But that's season seven. But in season six, they tried to do that. And then... Um, whatever, but he I think that, up like he was fucking J.K. Rowling. And I, I like think that if they had made him more small time and he acted like he was big time, because he's like, I sold a whole twelve copies, which I think he did in one episode. It's like if you had kept that up with like him being a bar, running a bar and stuff. That would be yeah. fine. So I think the bar storyline was way more to do with his character growth, because also in one of the seasons, he mm-hmm. talks about how becoming a bartender was like an active choice he made after big, realizing he could be a lawyer but he didn't want to be one. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think that's like enough. I think it's enough for him. But I think I think he's a good while still like I think he's a good love interest for Jess. Yeah, that's fine. I still find his mind hot, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't know if that's hot. No, that's that's everyone. I think who plays him? Jake Johnson. Yeah, I think he's hot. Okay, and for our final hot, 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 hot take, at least we know to you us. Don't want to, we don't want to get death threats. Um, really? I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't think people hate this, but we think that Joey and Rachel should have ended up together. Chef's kiss those two. They were so cute. They, they were so cute together. They were right for each other. They made so, I was rooting them so hard when I was, like, younger watching it. Yeah, I was 10 years old. At Rachel <laughs> fucking loved Joey. I'm sorry, like, they were had, like, well, cute... Well, they, they basically said it where, like, we're too close friends to be, like, sexual with each other. And it's like, I don't That was it. so made up. I was like, I'm sorry, no. That was building sexual tension for, like, episodes. And I, like, the other thing was, I talked about this. Yeah, they, like, <laughs> the universe, God says no. Anyways. 
No, they were... Rachel and Joey were... Each other. They were both, like, the himbo kind of characters. They were, like, kind of the yeah. hot, like, laid-back... Hot, dumb ones. In a yeah, lot of like... But I think the one thing is that Joey definitely respected Rachel a lot more than right? Ross did. Joey was such a catch. Um, yeah, like, he, like... Like, you were saying in the scene where, like, she was really scared because she spilled spaghetti on the carpet... Yeah, and Joey just sort of, like, shows her that, like, it's okay to be, like, messy and stuff Yeah. Like I think that's, like, very... Like, Ross would have yelled at her and, like, grounded her. Like, because he's... <laughs> I think Joey and Rachel had more of an even playing field in terms of, like, yeah. how they looked at each other. Like, I think they both looked at each other There's as... so much... I think just, like, mutual respect. Like, it's so balanced. They, they loved each other in a way that included respect. And I think that Ross and Rachel... Ross didn't respect Rachel in a lot of ways, no. and I think that that's a big issue. And I don't think it's a hot take to say that Ross and Rachel shouldn't have ended up together, but I think people hate the idea of Joey and Rachel. Having I think they, they thought it was like jumping the gun. They're just like doing random shit. Yeah, but it kind of worked. I, th- I think it. I think it made sense. And I think what well, I think what it had to be paired with was Ross needs to do his own thing. Yeah, because we discussed how like Ross definitely needed his own character arc that wasn't just not doing anything and still getting the girl at the end. He's an asshole, but he's like, well, I'm just an average guy. And it's like, okay, so you get the hot girl because you're normal. But, like, they, still They learn asshole. nothing. They just continue being yeah. a dick. And, like, yeah, why are they rewarded? Like, but, um, no, what? And, like, yeah, and then Ross should have had a character arc of maybe being a parent. The dad. <laughs> like, he like, could have maybe realized that, oh, I have a child, and I should probably look at Like, I should take care of my child. Like, Ben, who's, like, 10 years old. Yeah. And has met his dad, like, twice. Um, I think Ross needed that. Character growth. And look, if they wanted to get Ross and Rachel together, they needed to show why Ross deserved it, not why Rachel deserved it. I think and it was... She, she had already planned she was taking... Her and her daughter were moving to Paris to start their career. She, by the way, Rachel had actually, like, thought through her career and what could go on with Emma. And it was asking Ross, like, what do you think? How do you feel? Like, yeah. they can do this with Emma? Or, like, do you want Emma to be around you more often? Like, she was talking to him about it. And Ross was like... Fuck that. I want you to stay here with me. Ross could have gone to France. He's a fucking professor. Well, yeah, I think I saw a comment that was like, basically, Ross had tenure. Like, he could have taken time off to go to Paris for a year for them to... At least for them to sort out their relationship. Yeah. I I was pretty sure I'd be like, wow, this seems like a big decision. Anyways, I got my flight to catch, so I guess I'm not making that decision. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um... Oh, this seems like a problem for Well, he basically got her flight ruined. Because he wanted oh, to tell he her he liked her. Did he, like, chase after her? He chased after her, and Oh, he, yeah, and then she, like, showed up. He, like, made Phoebe call and say that the plane was broken or whatever. Yeah. And then she came back and said, I didn't get on the plane. Like, yeah. I love you. Joey, like, and then that could have been... I know, like, Joey couldn't have a character arc because of the spinoff show. But that aside, like, that would have worked so well. As, like, Joey also, like grows up enough to be in, like, a stable relationship with Joey's saying, like, I want to... I'm, like, fathering, basically, maybe like, a stepdad Joey even going with Rachel to Paris. He... Why not? Yeah. Because Joey didn't have a lot he of ties. He like, a gig in, like, some, like, foreign, like, French film. Well, Joey didn't like, have a lot of ties to New York, other than the fact that he wanted to be an actor. I think and I think maybe him, some... But, like, well, whatever, whatever, like, he's, but he's like, an adult. He he's an adult, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't... What I mean is, like, he doesn't have any reason why he can't go oh, for that would have worked so much better. And, like, he could have gone with Rachel. And then, like, Ross kind of just ending and Ross, yeah, being with Ben, and also, like, being, like, I'll Maybe, maybe reconcil- like, reconciling with his, like, ex-wife and... And, like, a friendship, yeah, kind of way. Yeah, maybe, like, they have, like, a nice night together, yeah. actually. Him accepting as well, like, Joey and Rachel getting together would be him, think, like, letting go of Rachel finally and, like, moving think on and realizing she deserves better. <laughs> I think him accepting that Rachel isn't the one. Has her own, like, And that, like, she deserves better than what he gave her. Yeah. 
would have been great. Like, I think, Joey being so different from him, too, could have made him realize that the they only, were just never going to work. I think the only satisfying friend ending was Monica and Chandler's. Yeah. Monica and Chandler's was definitely the most, like, fulfilling. Yeah, one. it made the most... They had been the most, working like, really... They had been trying yeah. for a long time to have a kid. They finally started their family. They got two kids. They moved into the suburbs. Like, And they do, like, talk about how like, they want to stay in touch with, like, Joey and, like, their friends. And, yeah. Like, they want that to be a thing. And... I think that Rachel deserved just so much better. I think also that leads into like kind of our like main theme of the like how Friends was really pushing for like 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 the wrap up with Monica and Chandler how you know they finally got what they want like they've been they were working for like one or two seasons trying to like conceive a child mm-hmm. and like really trying like going to fertility tests and like getting surrogacy. Um, Whereas compared to New Girl, where Cece's realizing, oh shit, like, she's being kind of pressured into, she, like, adulthood by being she, told that she has to have children by a certain age, because she... Yeah, which like, is, it's, like, it's such, like, a yeah. stark, which is, like, I think... Contrast, cool. too. Yeah. Yeah, and Cece, like, it's what's very her, like, whole... Age. Cece, um, basically agreed to an arranged marriage, because yeah. she thought that, but, um... Like, she was being kind of pressured yeah. into it. Well, because what we also said was that, um... The writers spent a lot of time showing us why Ross and Rachel weren't good for each other. Well, you said somebody used to, like, how about your mother, though, like... Yeah. It's, like, they spent so many seasons showing us why Ross and Rachel weren't good together, and how many mother they spent so many seasons showing us why Robin and Ted didn't work. Yeah. That, like, it didn't make sense for them to keep their initial ending plan. Whether it was what you started with... Yeah. Shows don't give it up. To, like, like, just, um, like, like I, I could have respected them kind of jumping the shark with Joey and Rachel if they had ended it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just at least have some respect for your own ideas. Um, definitely. And I, I think, other, I think that, I think that also makes it, like, that feels so irrelevant. Like, it that makes it feel dumber because they didn't even end up together. Yeah, right? it's like, like why it's was like, that even an arc? It makes it feel if like it had ended, I would have respected it more. It's like it feels like such a stupid arc because nothing came of it. Like nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. The writers in friends showed why Ross and Rachel shouldn't be together. Alternatively, I think the writers in New Girl showed why Nick and Jess should be together throughout the seasons when yes, they weren't together. I think, yeah. And while it was an annoying friendship to watch sometimes because it was clear that they were in love with each yeah. other, they continued to show why they weren't. Like, in, as opposed to Ross and Rachel where it's like, they continued to show why Rachel was so much better than him. Yes. Ross was just <laughs> always like, shitty. He always treated his rough and shitty. Like, not one girl walked away with a positive experience. Like, freaking remember Emily? Poor girl. Poor Emily. He oh ruined her life, and they always talked about how she was controlling and evil. It's like, Ross... Because he said not, she said not to see Rachel, who he was obviously still like... Who, he said her name like, at their wedding, and like, obviously... I'm sorry, like, she's supposed to not be upset about that? And later, when they finally talked, and Ross said, look, this won't work if you don't trust me, Emily admitted, you're right, and I don't trust you, so we can't yeah, do this. which is mature. Think. Which I thought was the mature thing, and they made her seem like the villain. They're like, I can't believe she wouldn't work on it, but it's yeah. like, well, that's what, like every time there's an outside character, yeah. like they, have to do, they always have to perceive them as the villain, even though like, it's no, like, like they're in the right. These two. you know what? Sometimes the friends are the bad guys. I think, um, yeah, I think Joey's character arc would have been completed if he and Rachel got together, and I think uh, Ross needed that character arc of like he needed personal growth. He didn't need romance, a romantic partner. I think Ross's yeah. big thing is that he was obsessed with having a stable romantic partner, and he didn't need it. <laughs> he needed therapy. <laughs> he needed therapy. He needed therapy, and he needed to learn how to be a good parent, though. Like, hashtag, where's your child, Ross? 
Draw, Ross, where's Ben? She's like, no. Or Emma, even. Like, Emma, Emma, Emma like, at least is a baby. You can kind of ignore yeah. baby. Wow. Sucks for Rachel, but like... But I like, think, I, if there's another parent there. To be fair, I think friends did a bad job. Like, none of them were good parents. But, like, that aside, I think that Ross's big arc, like, he should have been more involved in his son's life and, like, later his daughter's life, obviously. But, like, that would have gone a long way, at least, to redeem him as, like, somewhat, like, from the start. Like, oh, he's a good dad. Yes. Yeah, like, like, oh, like, he's not a good, he's no, not a good boyfriend he's, and he's not a good partner, but at least he's a good parent. But, no, he's not a good at least, like, if they, I feel like they should have had him, like, bring up the kid. Like, I understand, like, why give a child that much screen. I fucking... I, I get that, like, TV shows, are, they're not going to be great parents, but I think they could have done better. Or just not made Ross a dad. Just, like, oh, you know when you're out of ideas and you start doing, like, random shit like they were doing? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, reflect on what you Well, also, I think they did more of an emotional character arc between Ross and his monkey than Ross and his son. <laughs> like, remember when Ross... Oh, yeah, his service son. Ross, you have a son. He flies, like, San Francisco or San Diego to, like, see the monkey. It's like, yeah. your son hasn't seen you in but a year and a half. they only... They use his son as an excuse for Ross not to be able to leave New York, and that's basically exclusively what it is. His real love interest throughout that show was Marcel. <laughs> the only person, the only, sorry, like Marcel thing Rochelle in the show that he could put above himself. In the pen. I just, yeah, I think that it's not even so much, like, obviously I did enjoy Joey and Rachel as a couple, but it's not even so much that they had to be together. It's that Ross and Rachel got together when he didn't deserve it. And look, he made her happy for some reason, and so for that for reason, some reason, for some reason that I don't understand, and I do think that Rachel deserved whatever she wanted. Yeah. Like by the end of the show, I think she had grown enough to deserve the things that I she wanted just, to get. But I think it's sad because what she wanted was to give up her career and her life for Ross. That she had worked the entire series to like to become from episode she, one where she was a barista and like. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Rachel yeah, and Joey yeah. were very cute because of their just like love for each other that was so genuine and sweet. And it was kind and of like. It has such like a natural chemistry with each other. She like, yeah. you understood. Like, I could see them living together 50 years from now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like they a. Would, and they would have been equally happy I think much it, fun. I think you can liken it a little to Monica and Chandler in the sense that it was a super slow burn and like it was just like friends yeah. who realized that they and loved each other. it made sense. And I think it also subverted, like, people thought maybe, like, Joey and Phoebe would get together because they're two quirky ones, but it, like, yeah. it, it works better with Rachel, I think. It does. I don't think... I think I think Phoebe would have been bored. Joey and Phoebe wouldn't have worked together because I think that... Phoebe's too smart. Phoebe's too smart for Joey. Like, no, like sorry, not, like, smart, but, like, in, like intellectual. Phoebe, I, don't know. I think, liked she her relationship with Joey because... Well, not because, but I think in Phoebe's relationship with Joey... She definitely was able to manipulate him a lot more, and I don't think, yeah. and it's not that I think Rachel couldn't do that, it's that I don't think she'd ever wanted to do that, or like, did, yeah, like, Rachel's would like do that. a fair bit more easygoing, I think. She's a bit more of the sweet, just like, feelings. Like, she's happy that Joey's just there paying attention to her. Yeah, well, she's, Rachel is like, she's Taurus. super like, emotional. <laughs> like, I think Rachel's whole yeah. character thing is that she is like, like she, she she's from like, the heart, like everything special. She does. Yeah, yeah. And so Joey treats her like she's special and like she's amazing, and Ross treats her like she's special, but for all the wrong reasons. He's like, "You're special because you're beautiful," and Joey treats her like she's special because he genuinely loves her as a person. Yeah, and it, and it, I think it means more because they were friends for so long and he wasn't just like tying yeah. up to her like an object. Well, like, and well, I think about that sums it up. Yeah, I think that's our our Do take. We have hot takes. I don't know. 
Let us know. Maybe our takes weren't so hot. Um, I feel like some of them were. Or not so hot takes. I hope we made a good picture of of the shows and our opinions. That are mostly our opinions. Our opinions that are facts. Like I don't think we described the show in any. You did a good job. I did like. (laughs) Well, I think we described episodes of the show very well. Yeah, yeah. We provided context Uh, we needed. The rest of it, I don't know. Watch the show. I don't know why you listened to this. Yeah, if you haven't seen New Girl and Friends, honestly, you probably shouldn't be listening to this or watching this. Um, anyways, I hope you enjoyed the lighting slowly Uh getting more and more (laughs) fucked as it became, like, fucking pitch black outside. (laughs) Yeah, next week we might have a better setup. It might be a bit different and worse. Maybe it'll be worse setup. Maybe. Yes, maybe. We, like, decline on speed. Um, yeah, maybe we'll just, like, keep getting shittier just to see. See how long we can do this. Okay. I guess. Later, kids. Ciao. Get drunk.